Hello, what's up? I'm Joey. Today we'll be speaking with a producer. He's been a friend of mine for quite some time. He's been a good friend of ICRT's for quite some time. And seen as this is an interview series powered by Taiwan's only all English radio station, ICRT, as well as all English streaming platform, Taiwan Plus. He's someone that we must speak with today. It's Victor Lau. What's up? Hi, hi, Joey. How's it going? Been so long. Yeah, it's been quite a few years. You've been busy with uh, the new uh, agency uh, record label. Yes, and of course with the little ones at home. Yes, and uh, <laughs> same over. How is that going, by the way? How old is the little one? Now? The little ones. Uh, the older one is three and a half. Yeah, the younger one is almost two. Okay, so they they are a handful. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But very adorable, very rewarding. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, of course, aside from family, uh, you've also been focusing on producing for a lot of artists out there. Uh, now, the record label that you work with is called Uptown Music. Now, is this your label, or is it uh, a sort of a team effort? It's uh, in partnership with KK Farm. Yeah. Uh, so that's affiliated with uh, KK Box. So they kind of started like a investment arm to kind of develop. More,、um, I guess, I wouldn't say indie because most、mm. of the stuff we do is still pretty mainstream pop.、Yeah. But more independent,、uh, where the producer and the artist gets to kind of operate on their own, we get to have basically more say、uh, compared to you know at a major record label where there's still a lot of different layers you have to peel、yeah. before you can actually do something. So not that that's a bad thing or a good thing. <laughs> Just a different thing, but the way we've been operating is basically、uh, I'm the producer、yeah. and I'm the boss, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have the artists and the management,、um, uh, and it's just a few people in our company, and we basically just run everything. So that's kind of the setup. Yeah. This mode of business or this kind of structure is. Starting to become pretty commonplace now, right? Yes. Whereas you don't ask artists, for example, to sign ten years of their life to a certain organization. Instead, you just kind of make one-offs,、uh, singles or albums, and then you kind of—is it case by case contract? Is that how it works? I would still like to sign as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Not ten years, because that's a that's a lot of commitment. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of pressure for the label and the producer myself.、Mm-hmm. But I think. Especially if it's a brand new artist, it still takes time to develop somebody. You figure, you know, it takes at least a couple years to get an artist up and running. Yeah, and it takes a couple years for them to like really be in the industry. And if you sign like a five six year deal, it's really only a couple years for them to like make that money back that you've invested previous to that. So I think, you know, a lot of the artists feels like. They, they would feel like you know, oh my gosh, five six years—that's such a long time. But if you think about it from, you know, what I just said, five six years—it's almost like the minimum. That's true. If I'm gonna sign、that's、somebody,、true. like I'm pretty confident that、um, I kind of know what to do with them at least within like a two three year time frame. So. Not ten years.、Uh, from absolutely independent artists like Lil Nas X, you know, someone who started on his own platform, and then I guess the polar opposite would be exactly what K-pop is doing, right?、Uh, you basically start grooming someone as they're young teenagers,、uh, but the perfection that is eventually achieved for those groups—it's—I mean, you can't—you can't argue with that kind of results. Yeah.、Right? So it's, it's what you're doing、different. is a good. Middle ground. It's a good middle ground, exactly. And a lot of artists, they still need that polish. They still need the development.
which almost like he, a lot of the big labels maybe don't even aren't even like really focused on that. Yeah, where I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. Usually, what are some of the problems they run into that could use a little bit of mentorship? Of vocals. Okay. Everyone can be like a better singer, <laughs> like regardless of who you are. Yeah. So I, you know, I've I've always been like a vocal trainer. I, you know, I teach vocals on the side. I work with a lot of artists. So I, I think that's like my 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 up, <laughs> my one of my the things that I, I can offer that other people can't. So. Uh, yeah, I, I really focus on just like getting, you know, singers to improve. And I do hear people like tell me, oh, so and so, like they've gotten like you know better. They can tell, and that's that's really rewarding for me. Um, and just writing in general, yeah. because there, there's no right or wrong way to write a song. There, there's no right or wrong way to write, but there's definitely, I would say. A right way to deliver, yes. like you know, to to layer the emotions of a song. That is something that's a bit of a science, and there is one way to do it that is more effective. So you yourself, as a of course a singer songwriter, and you've been producing music for many years. Man. Has it been almost twenty years since you've been in an industry? Actually, I was signed when I was twenty two. So exactly twenty years. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, you have to remind me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I first moved to Hong Kong when I was twenty two, right after college. Yeah. So I was picked up by like EMI, now defunct EMI. So from from Berkeley straight to Hong Kong. From Berkeley right. to Hong Kong. Yeah. A quick stop to Taipei. Yeah. Just to hang out. Yeah. And then I met with some labels here too. And then, but I went to Hong Kong. Ended up with EMI in Hong Kong. And then they, yeah, yeah they kind of got bought out. And then I eventually made my way here, which was a, which was a good move, I guess. <laughs> I hate to remind you that uh, you've seen a lot in the last two decades, you know, <laughs> and you produced for a lot of artists from some of like the Taiwanese. Veterans, okay, like for example, Coco Lee, right? Yeah. You've also worked with Jolene, yes, Aling, you know, yes. uh, and now to some of the younger musicians, like you mentioned, Aiden, you have Jocelyn, who's under your yeah. record label. Oh, and of course, um, Zhang Yu, no, um, yeah, Sammy, Sammy is also one of your mm -hmm. artists. So from the more seasoned artists to the more you know up and comers, the younger generation, what is the biggest difference that you observe? Hmm. In terms of like. The the super mega star that you mentioned that I've worked with before, um, I think there was a there was a scale to the industry because especially in like late nineties early two thousands there was still quite I mean the, the Chinese industry uh, Taipei was the mecca of you know mando pop right so. There was a lot of resources. There was a lot of budget. There was a lot of income. Yeah, and yeah. things were done in a more. I don't want. It's not better because it's just different. So I, I would say it, it's a different scale, where everything was done like a certain way. There was like an SOP to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also because it's a single uh, industry, where back then. It's it's albums, albums, album where it take it took at least like a year and a half, two years to develop something, and there was a lot more thought going into ten songs instead of like each and each song. So the, the development process was also different. So um, nowadays it's more about like someone does a good enough. Okay. So it's about like getting that cool idea and turning that into like. Something viral, and also has to sound good. I mean, it it has to be 
sonically well done, and you know, but but the the concept of the song and just the 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 can it go viral becomes a lot more important. So it's it's a different approach. I, I wouldn't say like it's necessarily it's it's both like the environment and the artist, like how they were brought up. But it's more like the necessity of the market because everyone says like, um, why why are why are we doing albums when only like two or three of the singles get are, are gonna be you know uh, really get heard on streaming, yeah. which is still true back back in the day. But you know the most of the fans when they buy an album they sit down and like they really listen to the album. Yeah. But nowadays. It's like, oh, we just look, we listen to playlists. <laughs> Most of the, if it's not the singles, like things don't really get heard. So it's 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 a development and kind of the scale that's like really different. Yeah. Um, again, it's not good or bad, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I kind of like the excitement of like you, you got to put something out every like month or so, where yeah, you, you got to keep up with. You know whatever's whatever's going on, versus like, oh okay, let me. Uh, we we have two years time to put out something like very grand and amazing. But nowadays the problem with that is, you know, if you take that one and a half two years, like whatever you thought of like back then, it might not even work. Like by the time you're releasing it, so I think. I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If you if you go for a year or two projects, a lot of the things won't be at least trending, and certainly won't be hits anymore if you wait that long. Yes. Now, one of the toughest part about your job is uh, to make sure that when you create something for an artist, that it does help the brand and it becomes successful. At least, as you used the word viral, you know, at least on the internet, it gets enough exposure. So that also comes with the territory of having to figure out the algorithm game. Um, how does YouTube promote certain things better? How does Spotify, KKBox promote certain th things better? Do you think you've kind of figured it out by now? I, I try to not think too much about that, to be honest. I look at data. I look at backend. I look at you know you you need to know who your TA is. Yeah. I think that's the basic thing. Yeah, you need to know your demographics. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, you have to trust like. You know, like what I just said. Um, what kind of music works works best for your particular artist, and you know, given their voice, you know, their image, and everything. Mm. So, the, I think the one thing I, I'm always encouraging, like my artists to do, is the engagement part, mm -hmm. because that's really a personality thing. Yeah, because I feel like. Um, for for someone like like I'm, I'm just gonna throw it out there like for for someone like Sammy, who is a little bit more she she grew up in Taiwan, she she's very sweet she's she's very bubbly she's actually you know, if you see her long inside she's you know very well spoken, mm -hmm. but she's just not as like out there as someone like Karen Cece yeah. <laughs> to the extreme yeah. right yeah so I think the fan engagement, um, just interaction especially for YouTube. That really helps the algorithm a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I I do notice that. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like the platforms, man, it's a playlist game. Yeah. So you're just trying to figure out, dude, like what platform, like what playlist editor would like like a certain type of song for your artist, and that gets a little 
uh, it's it's hard to really get into that to be honest. Yeah. So I I I think it's just like doing the right song, you know that that you feel like the artist can you know represent themselves the best way. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, as DJs, right? We look at back end. We look at numbers.、Mm. We know exactly what are the top twenties. Top forties that Taiwanese Spotify, KKBox, iTunes users are listening to,、mm-hmm. but you can't only look at that. Otherwise, you get locked in this, you know, echo chamber,、yeah. and you can't get out of. And for there's you, nothing new. Even more so for you because you're creative. Yeah, as a DJ, you're 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 the old school playlist editor, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're、exactly. the original. That's what DJs are, right? I mean,、yeah. it's just a different、uh, medium. It's just a different platform. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to get into your head, <laughs> or like you know, like I'm trying to get into DJ Dennis's head or something like that. You know, that's ludicrous. Like if this is the '80s or even the '90s, and if a if a producer is producing songs, thinking about what Kiss FM's DJ would play, you don't do that, right? You you're a creative. You have to create for yourself. You know who does do that? The labels do that. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. But I am the label now, so <laughs>、yeah. I guess I should be. <laughs> So you're still fighting it. Good. <laughs> it's always a balance, man. It's music, still art, right? I mean, it's it's become a lot more technical nowadays because of all the technology, but it's still art, right? You still have to, you know, find that balance between art and commercialism. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, it's nice to speak with you today because we've interviewed so many artists for this series. And sometimes、uh, it's easy to just kind of, especially given the era that we're in, right? It's sometimes easy to be rebellious and to protest against the big man, you know, protest against the organization. You know, seeing from your perspective as a creative,、um, the game is still the game. Like you have to, it's a constant tug and pull between being creative and having to play the game, wanting your artist to have a chance to shine, but still. You know, having to leave some room for originality. Well, there you go,、uh, Victor, proud father of two little ones and、uh, proud producer slash you know label manager of、uh, a plethora of artists. And、uh, yeah, I hope you guys keep on doing more work for Taiwan's mus- mental pop music or you know even English music scene.、Uh, thank you so much for taking our interview today. Thank you, thank you.